can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Just uh, I'm going to. We're going to calm down this uh, segment. Um, um, uh, we've just uh, just going to try and see if I can understand what's going on with you, and you probably vice versa. But uh, we are now. No, we're not now. But we're going to uh, speak to a woman from. Uh, I think she's in Queensland. She's written a book. Uh, we won't preempt it too much, but she's written a book. No, we're not doing it now, Don. We're, I'm just saying. Coming up, we are going to speak to a woman who's written a book on uh, You Can't Say That, it's about wokeism. And uh, we, we think it will resonate with a lot of people that listen to this. Um, that's what we think, Don. So what I thought we'd do now is um, the, uh, the Dr Ben, who wouldn't come on because we changed his time and he can't be jerked around, I think that's was uh, what his message, the underlying theme of his message was that we're not jerking anyone around who broadcasts to the whole of Australia and if we change the date he's just not fitting in with us you've got to stick to what you said and he'll he'll condescend to come on and uh, as it's the wrong day he said no way he said no go today he said uh, I come on at a regular time and don't jerk me around I think that's what he was getting at Uh, might not be uh, as strong as that and also uh, he did say don't give the shout-outs uh, at the start of the very start of the day, which you went straight into it. You went straight into Can the Can I give shout another shout-out? Right, go ahead. Christian Kimber. Now, I was looking for a coffee. I came to town on Sunday and I was looking for a coffee and I finished up at the Armadale... Armadale, that's right in front of my mouth. Don't you stand you, con- you are a control freak. I finished up in a quaint little shopping centre at Armadale, opposite the Turak station, and I found a, a little coffee shop. But as I walked past a menswear shop, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Christian Kimber. Does he listen? No, he doesn't. Well, then why are we giving shout-outs to people who don't listen? Because I went in and complimented him. He designs these clothing. He gets them made up overseas. They're unique. Oh, so they're not Australian. And very... They are. He's Australian. Well, he came from England. I'll give you his background. No, I don't want his background. Because he came from England. They're not made in Australia. They're designed here in Australia and they're uniquely Australian. And he gets them made up over in a sweatshop in Vietnam. No. In Belgium and Portugal. Are they bespoke? What's bespoke? Bespoke? Yes. You don't know what bespoke? Man, What's oh that man. got to do with clothing? Exactly. You said he gets them made up specially. They're bespoke means they're one-offs for people who get uh, items. They make them for them. They're bespoke. Anyway, these items, because there are no knitting mills, he's got, he's got knitwear, blazers and whatever else, and because the rag trade in Australia is stuffed, nobody Defunct. makes makes anything anymore in Australia. Defunct. You've got to go overseas and get it, but... As opposed to defunct with what you are. So if you're a male, 
Well, I don't see you could be whatever you like, that's couldn't it. you? That's you could exactly. be you anything you like, but if you're like interested, if you're interested in, in fashion, if you're interested in fashion, I thoroughly recommend his store. It's in Rose Street, Armadale, and there's one in Johnson Street, Fitzroy, two sixty four Johnson Street, Fitzroy, and ten or one D Rose Street. Now that is directly opposite the Turak Station. Christian Kimber, yeah. the so way he styled the clothes, the yep. style, the, very, very unique. Why it's probably the mess, best menswear range mm. because this reminds me, I'm interested, I've got a book called Sartorial Man. Is that you, Don? You're no, a sartorial not at man. all, Look at not at all. Will you shut up you for a like moment? like a big stick. You've got brown pants a, sat- on a brown Sartorial Man a brown is, a, is a book, like a, a paperback, uh, put together by a photographer who travelled through Europe. America and Overseas. took photographs Overseas. of different people in the way they are dressed and their uniqueness in their styling. And this is very reminiscent of that particular book and the styling in that book. So you if you're a stylist or you're interested in getting something a little bit different, Christian Kimber. Yeah, well, wouldn't it be good if he'd listened to the podcast Why? and we've wasted all this on someone who doesn't no. know we're giving him a shout well, out? Somebody, might, somebody may go into him now and say, I listened to the podcast and the, your clothing was recommended. I tell you who listens to this, uh, goes to bed at night listening to this. It helps him. Uh, he laughs himself to sleep, he told me. This is Greg Evans. Do you know who Greg Evans is? Greg and Sue Evans. Do you know who Greg Evans is? If you look at me like that and don't know who Greg Evans is, do you know who he is? Don? Tell me. If I said yes, you'd still go on and explain who Greg Evans is. Yes, I do know Greg Evans, so now tell me. Well, I'm just giving him a shout-out because he listens and uh, he he likes. I'm not sure he'll like today's repartee because he won't understand what's going on with you (coughs) because you've been absolutely on another stratosphere today. And, and you're not with your shoulder and your pain level very low. Keep going. And Dr Ben, who's not coming on, did you see he is outraged at um, the, the – there was a march past of uh, army veterans or something and uh, they weren't allowed to wear purple or they were allowed to wear purple showing that they're non-binary or it's something to do with uh, – you know, Rachel Levine, who's a bloke, who's the head of the um, New York Navy in America. Uh, he was outraged at that. We, we're giving him a shout-out to him. Matthew, when I was down in Tasmania last week, I was down at Tasmania at a place called Smith, Smithton. And there was a boy, I told you this, I think, there was a boy sitting in the audience with a cap on. I did tell you that, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, um, we're giving him... A, and Jim was on crutches when I went to hospital. When I went to have my operation this time last week, it was done a week ago, Jim, who was on crutches, came out. He crutched himself out and said, Sam! Crutched himself. Crutched himself. Crutched himself yep. out. Crutched himself. Yeah, he crutched himself out, Donnie. He was on the crutches and he said, Sam. And I thought, oh, God, here we go. No, and he was a very nice lad. He was in there. He'd he'd broken his leg and he wanted to say he crutched over to me. He crutched over to you. This is the first time I've heard of crutching. I know you can crutch sheep, but Uh, I didn't know a male could crutch. Well, uh, this brings me to, uh, now that I've got sidetracked, I'm told that you uh, went out on a date. 
date. Yeah, you went out on a date uh, this week. Someone saw you driving your car. Did they? To uh, this person's place. This, this car's getting around. Leon and Ben said they saw my car too. You remember I gave a shout-out to Leon and Ben earlier? And they've seen the car Where'd as well. Where'd they see it? Well, they've just seen it around. Well, I reckon you might have gone you crutching have... on a date. Oh. Uh, you drove over. Did you go on a date or was that... No, the... I didn't go anywhere. You didn't? No. Did you drive a car over to meet oh, someone I've, at their house? I've driven the car. That's the only... Yeah, I've driven it everywhere. They said you... Wa- said I meet they... people all the time. Well, uh, anyhow, he crutched himself crutched over himself. and said... Uh, said uh, uh, hello, and uh, he loves the podcast. And there was another boy there with his mother who had his face all bandaged up, and he had just had his wisdom teeth out. And his name was Matthew, and he said he loves the podcast. He loves it. And there's another boy, Nick, Nick, who said, when I said, "Do you remember that the person on Beaconsfield Parade is now living in a tent?" He said. That is nonsense. That is rubbish. She's not there today. He says that is nonsense. That is rubbish. And he texted in and he said, I want to apologise. I saw the tent and I saw her living in the tent. Well, I went past today and she's well, not there. So it must, she must put it up and put it down periodically or so she must sleep in it at night. But he said his apologies. He did say that she didn't sleep in a tent, but he sent me a picture of her. And the tent. So there are the shout-outs. Phoebe was going to come in. Now, hang on, I've got a f- another shout-out. Well, Phoebe's an, she's a shout-out. She's an apology. She was coming in today, but she do you know where she is today? Because Wednesday is the normal day we do this. We've told folk that we're doing it on Tuesday. Do you know where she is today, Don? She's judging the Miss Australia Award, uh, Miss, Australia, Miss Australia contest today. And I don't think it's the Miss Australia that you're used to. I think there's oversized people in there, you know, size 16s and 18s and uh, people with um, people just that you wouldn't associate with the beauty contest. But uh, in this woke uh, society we live in, if you're standing erect and breathing, you're through to the semis without dropping a set. Who's the best known Miss Australia? Mc... Did Elle McPherson win it? No. Oh. Do you remember Tanya You Verska? were married one. You married one, no, didn't Victor- you? Victoria. Oh, you married a Miss Victoria. Now... Did you marry her because just, she won uh, Miss... Just Vic- listen. Who was the <laughs> famous Miss Australia? Miss Pinder? What about nah, her? Well, I don't know. But I do remember Tanya Verster. Yeah. A fourth generation district, Western District farmer. Tanya Verster. What, from Western Australia? There's a joke, Don. A fourth-generation Western District farmer over the name like Tanya Verstack. Go on. Now, can I give a shout-out? G'day, Don. What? Could you please... This oh. is a shout-out. I'm reading it. G'day, Don. G'day. Could you please send a shout-out to John Constantine? John is a Hawks fan and used to live next door to Sam's, Sam's first mother-in-law, Jean. So wherever Jean lived, that's where... My first mother-in-law. Your first mother. John Constantine is a Hawks fan and used to live next door to Sam's first mother-in-law, in brackets, Jean. Well, I'm thinking back of all the mother-in-laws I've had. Uh, n- not of my own, but uh, I, I don't remember one called Jean. <laughs> I don't recall a mother-in-law of mine being called Jean. 
But I oh, look, I could be in error. I've uh, just forgotten them all. Um, uh, my first mother-in-law was a faith healer, uh, which was uh, surprising because her friend was a blue healer. Um, um, I, I might have been Jean. I don't know. So you're sending a cheerio out to Jean, are you? No. <laughs> no. Who are you sending it out to? You're an idiot. Uh, John Constantine. John's claim to fame is he concert, lived... Is it Constantine or Constantine? Constantine. 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 Not and, Constantine. Oh, just shut up. He, right. And his claim to fame is he used to live next door to your first mother-in-law. Okay, cool. And Jean. he's a Hawks fan. I don't believe I've ever had a mother-in-law called Jean. But anyhow, well done. So you're shouting out to him. Now, here's Mick Christian. That was... <laughs> yeah, Mick Christian. Mick Christian not only wants these shout-outs, he's actually sent them in in letter form. Look at that, letter form. Here, you can hear it. This is it. A shout-out, please, to Wowzer. Wowzer from Mildura. Let Sam and Don know I look forward to listening to it every Wednesday. It's like the light of the week. It's like the light of the week. Thanks again, Mark Crow. That's obviously uh, Mr Wowzer. Is it? Uh, yeah, love a shout-out for my old man Tiny from the Gold Coast. Tiny's either a dwarf or he's a very big man because you usually call very big men Tiny, don't you? You know, Tiny, Tiny Williams, don't you, Don? Um, um, a cheers. Legends, love the paddy. Uh, potty. What? Potty, love the potty. That's Ma- Matt Littlechild. His name's Littlechild. Love the podcast, boys. Albert Hendricks from Seymour. Never miss... And this is another one. Never miss a podcast, lads. In fact, I listen to it each episode twice every week. Michael Lowe from Launceston. And um, long... This is long-time listener. She starts off... Remember Casey Kaysen? Yes. He's a long-time listener. Uh, Kate. He'd yeah. be dead now, Casey Absolutely, Kaysen. he'd be dead now, yeah. He used to do long-time listener, first-time entrant or first-time caller. Uh, Ruth Murphy, and you know now, Ruth Murphy lives in the Eureka Tower. This is in very big, high, tall skyscraper in Melbourne, if you're wondering what the Eureka Tower is, and she is 80 years old today. Today, Don, say... Sing, Happy birthday. Say, sing it. Sing Sing happy birthday to Ruth. Well, my God. voice is not as good as well, yours. Well, just say yeah, it. You've got to know your limitations. Happy birthday to Ruth. Come on, happy birthday. Don, do your Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, sing well, a happy birthday. Don, sing happy birthday with you, me. You Take sing your, your hand fr- away from your face. You sing your happy birthday. Well, come on, let's Frank do it Sinatra, together. No. All right. Well, well, good on you, Ruth. Don won't sing happy birthday to you. But I do wish Ruth happy birthday. And Les Shearer. He's from Burnie. He wants a shout-out. And here we go. We're going over the price. Here we go again. This is uh, Sam Parsons writes, Could I get a shout-out from the boys again? Love the podcast and would love to talk to Don about farming and agriculture. And if Sam Newman would like to know about the local knowledge of how much natural gas there is out at sea from Narandra around to the fact that it's piped to South Australia and then New South Wales and then shipped to China, he would be gobsmacked. He's saying that we collect natural gas from the gas fields out in the ocean. In uh, South Australia, New South Wales, we... uh, 
bundle it all up, store it, and then pot, and then send it to China. What's he saying about Narendra? He says, I would like to know if you'd like to know about the local knowledge of how much natural gas there is out there, out to sea from Narendra, Narendra, and Narendra is in the middle of New South Wales. Come on, don't push me. I just said. I just said. If you'd like to know about how much how much gas is from Narandra and the fact that it is piped to from South Australia and New South Wales to China, he'd be gobsmacked. He's saying that Narandra or Naranda is in uh, New South Wales, isn't he? From Sam Parsons, the dairy farmer from Naranda, west from Warrigal. Warnable. Please don't like to name drop, but Geelong great and late Paul Couch is my second cousin. Do you think that's name dropping, saying that Paul Couch is his second cousin? What does that mean? He's his brother's brother's uh, uh, friend. Almost forgot Sam Newman did say on the episode he would love to drive a B-double sometime. He, call, he spells double D-U-double-B-L-E. A B-double semi on its... And that's on my bucket list, to drive a B-double. But I've driven a B-double out at the boy's farm... Boy's farm, who was the captain of the... Um, the, the uh, Fremantle Dockers. Yes, what's his name? Pie, 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 uh, Fife. Fife. What's his name? Matthew Fife? The boy. Yeah, the boy. The boy. Yeah, the boy. The boy. Yeah. Well, he's a boy the to boy. us, Don. He's a lovely boy and his family were fantastic. And we, we, we drove out or we flew out to Cape Grace or Lake Grace where he's got a big property and I drove a... Uh, I drove a bigger, a bit more bigger than a B-double. I drove a uh, large road train which carries uh, sheep. That was an experience, Don. I think his name's Matthew Fife, isn't it? Do you know? Do you remember the captain of uh, the West? He was a very Dockers? was unfortunately injurious, taken its toll. Is he? But he Matthew? was Nat Fife. He was Nat, a very Nat Fife. He was I'm a very. He is a very was a, a very good player. Unfortunately, injurious. Well, really curtailing a lot of his brilliance well, at the moment. Well, there was a couple of people following him round with a camera and recording the rise of Nat Fife from being a schoolboy to the captain of um, the West, uh, from the, the Fremantle. Fremantle Dockers, to w- he was hoping to win a Brownlow and win a premiership and they were going to chronicle his whole life. And uh, I think, as you say, Don, injury might have uh, forestalled a little of it. But uh, isn't that forward thinking? Uh, anticipating you're going to be a star in the game, uh, that's not uh, br- being a braggart, uh, anticipating you're going to be a star in the game and chronicling it on film and recording it. Talking about stars, have you watched the World Athletics Championship? Yes. Isn't it fantastic it's to brilliant. watch the best at anything? We've just... It's brilliant. Oh, the last six weeks, there's just been, this, as I was mentioned last week, the swimming, the basketball, the soccer... It just brilliant. goes on, the netball, and now the athletics in Hungary, Budapest, and I've Budapest. come away with the, th- the thought Budapest. that the Australian women internationally in a, just about all sports that they participate in are better than the men. Yep. I, I agree with you, Don. Uh, the women are fantastic. And... Uh, uh, 
I've been watching it all. Uh, so, um, so here's. I noticed the tickets for the um, Grand Prix went on sale again uh, just recently, and they've been snapped up. I love the Grand Prix except for the race. Do you know what Bernie Eccleston used to do when he ran the whole competition? If there was one dominant car or one dominant um, uh, factory, he would change the rules so that uh, they wouldn't have the advantage that they have by nobbling them for something they were good at. He would say, no, you can't use that on your car anymore. And he would change the rules to keep it competitive. Uh, it has become an absolute farce. Of the uh, Formula One Grand Prix. It is not exciting in any way at all. I love watching it. So why do I love watching it if it's not exciting? I, I love watching it on the hope that someday one of the cars will actually race against another one. Uh, but it is a as boring as all get out. But I watch it and get up in the middle of the night and watch it every week and the tickets have sold out. Who's taken over from uh, Andrew Westacott? Or what's he, is that Andrew Westacott? Is that his name? Who's taken over from him? Wasn't the CEO of the AFL going to take it over? Not the CEO. Uh, what's his name? The C what's McLaughlin's name? Yeah, he's the CEO. He, wasn't he going to take no, it over? No, there's another chap uh, from, the C uh, from the AFL has taken over. Oh, has he? Hmm. Who? 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 Are you being coy by not saying it or do you don't know? Don. Was it Travis Old? I don't know. I have no idea. Now, I'm going to tell you this, Don. If you, I, I want your opinion on this. In America, they're trying to stop Donald Trump from running for office. Uh, you've got to see what they. You've got to see the incestuous nonsense that they're carrying on with to try and stop that man running. Uh, I just want to give you a schedule. I just want to give you a schedule of what he he. They've got him. On court, this is what he said. This is why they're going him. He said, this, this is what Donald Trump said. He reckons he won uh, Georgia by 600,000 votes and he lost, lost the state. And he said, and he made a phone call to the electoral office, uh, to the person in charge and his associate who was in his government. He said, go down, and this is what he said, I just want to find 11,700 votes which is one more than we need because we won that state. So they, he, he, he lost by 11,699 votes and he says, I want to just find one more vote, go down and recount the ballots. That's what he said and, now, and they have said that that is trying to, that is, that is, uh, trying to defraud uh, the state and the, that's why he didn't accept the fact that he lost the election. He said, I just want you to recount them. Uh, and they've said that that's interference with the ballot. And this is what they've charged him with. This is what they've charged him with. Uh, this is fantastic. And the news here of The Age and The Herald Sun and Channel 10, who are, the Channel 10's owned by Disney, they don't even, they don't mention it. Uh, all they do is mention Trump. They never mention Joe Biden because they are um, biased and they are... This is what they said about. Uh, this is what they said about Trump. Uh, this is what they said about Trump. Uh, he has got. Uh, the, the, the judge said he. The judge wants to put off uh, Trump's trials until after the election. Of course, uh, 
Trump wants his charges to be put off till after the election, but they want them to run before the election comes up in November, and that's what they're doing this for. And, he, and the woman said, you are not going to get two more years to uh, try this case. The case is not going to re- go into trial in 2026. She said, any agent, diligent or zealous defence lawyer would not have to, would not have been sitting on their hands waiting for an indictment, meaning they should have preempted if he was going to be indicted and started his defence now. And his defence, Don, his defence. Just is, wake me up when you finish. Yep, I will. I know, I know, I won't speak to you. This is his defence. They've got three million, page, three million pages on Trump campaign uh, on, on computer. They've got three million pages of evidence to go through. 170,000 from the National Archives. Five million plus of grand, grand, grand jury transcripts. And 47,000 considered Lee considered key prosecutorial statements. Uh, there's millions, then they want that Can to Can I go. ask you a question? Yes. If they had compulsory voting in America, would yep. they have this problem? Uh, well, I have no idea, Don. But well, I'm putting it out there for you to consider. Well, well uh, uh, they've given him between... No, no, I've asked you a question. Okay, well... well, well what, what? I don't think a lot of these problems would happen if okay. voting was compulsory okay, in good. America. Well, at, at That's their own problem and they've made their bed lie in it. Okay, but, but that, that's fine, Don. But that's fine. But all he said is he wants to have a recount of the of the state that lost him the election, and they've said he's tried to overturn the result. I'm not interested in America. I don't, I don't care We've got enough America. problems here in Australia. Yeah. So this he's got Gee, in eight. Victor- Do you eight, know in Victoria? One, two, three, four, he's just got getting- eight. He's got. I'm turning you off. Shut up. He's got eight. Court appearances and indictment trials he's got to go to while he's campaigning to be the next president of the United States. He's got eight to go to before November. You're on again. Before November next year. They are going to do everything they can to stop him running. It is, you just don't understand it because you don't get the news, not you, but we don't get the news here. I'm not interested. Would you should be done? Why? This, because this is corruption in the. This, this is worse than third world stuff, Don. This is corruption at the greatest level. You got Joe Biden, who has received money from more governments illegally. He is a, and they don't mention it at all because all the stations here are owned by uh, overseas affiliates, and they just they're in the they're in the Trump they're against Trump as well. So uh, they're just acolytes for um, the Democrats, which is uh, the equivalent of our Labor Party, as against the Republicans, which is the equivalent of our Liberals. Um, so, um, and the more they indict him, the more popular he becomes. You should, I, wish put him in jail. Pas- I wish you were as passionate as what's happening in your own state. Really? That by 2026, I think we'll owe $230 billion dollars. Don't At the moment, we, you and I, owe $30,000 each as our children and grandchildren and whoever else. You, you say By 2026, it'll be up to $230 You billion. say I don't mention that, do you? No, you're not interested. I wish you were I, as I, passionate Don, Don, about I, the state of Victoria. I bring that up every second week. I, I said... I, no, you're more passionate about what's happening in America. I am. Yeah. I, that's, that's true, but I'm still interested in what happens here in Victoria, I told you they're two hundred billion dollars over budget for their major projects. They don't answer any questions at any of the inquiries. They lock this state down. The most rigid, ridiculous lockdown 
in the history of that pandemic in the world. They locked the state down, sent it broke. What, what else do you want me to say? They rigged the elections by having the redcoats uh, uh, turn up and, and, and rig things. We, we go on about this all the time, Don. Uh, they put iCook out of food because they illegally wanted their community chef to take over. Uh, we've, we've said the Andrews government is the most corrupt and dishonest. And I'll tell you, a bloke I know, a bloke I know, was uh, cornered in an underground car park because he spoke out against someone on a television program. He spoke out about the government. He was cornered in the car park by three really burly people who said, uh, knock it off, we know where you live. Really? Yep, really. Hang uh, on, run that past me again. Uh, I really wasn't listening. No, hang on. He was in a car park. You were on a rant then. You, you weren't listening. No, because you are on a rant. Well, I'm not repeating it. If you're not listening... Well, you'll tell me off here. No, I'll tell you on here, but um, if you're not listening... So go on, have you got anything else to say? Well, I'm just... The fire risk, it's interesting just the authorities are coming out now, pre-warning. It's going to be very interesting this summer. I hope we don't have a catastrophe like we had a couple of years ago, but we've had three years, definitely two years, of incredible growth... And I hope this year is not the year that we have bushfires in Victoria and New South Wales and Queensland, wherever. But there is incredible growth at the moment. It's very dangerous and we should be doing controlled burn-offs in Australia. I don't know why we don't do it. What? Sorry, what? What, what did oh, sorry I was I wasn't listening. What did you say? Did you then? go to sleep again? What, yeah, what I wasn't. You listening. just look like you've woken up too. What did you say then? Hey, I was talking about Qantas. Yeah, what about them? They painted yes on the side of their planes when you get in, and you have to acknowledge that you're taking off from a different country they thought you were in and landing at a different suburb. Yeah, what about them? I've been on about protectionism. Which one? Protectionism or tariffs or whatever else to get is that Australia. To do with no, no, it's an interesting. Yes, it is because I think there's something going on there with uh, Qatar Airlines as well. Qatar. Yeah, Qatar. 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 I don't know. Q A T A A. Yeah. And, yeah. Qatar. And they're not well. For some reason, they can't come into it, or they're limited by the number of flights or whatever else. So they. Who? Who is Qatar? Airlines, yeah, what's this they would offer, they, the word is that they would offer cheaper fares than what Qantas. So it's interesting if you if Qantas have got to compete, they've got to cut their costs, right? Now that means that they're going to reduce their workforce in order to cut costs, aren't they? I don't know, Don. Well, you think it through. No, it's I'm listening to you think it through for me. Uh, you said Qatar... Of cutting, co- have got cheaper airlines, well, cheaper they, they, fares, and being Qantas limited about coming into Australia. And Qantas but are going to bar them. This is them, the only they? way Australia is going to compete internationally. Yeah, oh, well, we're not going to compete internationally. Yeah. So, what's your point? Well, if you're going to have tariffs or protection, you've got to suffer, and it is the people now complaining about the cost of airfares. Yes, about travelling, but if they want to stay in their job, you just got to put up with that. I Otherwise, there's going to be a, a big Reduction. I said I know a person who was speaking publicly on a a public forum 
on, a, on, on the television who was speaking out about the Andrews government who was cornered in a car park, an underground car park, and told that, they, he, that the people who cornered him know where he lives and he should knock off criticising the really? government. Jeez. That man that's, I that's know. Heavy. That's heavy. Yes, that's heavy, Don. Uh, Talking about heavy, I, went, I had to go to the police station the other day and while I was waiting in the reception area, I don't know if you've been to one, I've, well, the one I, I suppose it's in every reception area, they've got photos or pictures of missing people. Have you? I don't know if you've seen it. Well, why didn't they take a photo of them when they are in there having their photo taken? Well, missing people, why didn't they grab why, them how can people just disappear? Without a trace. So when they're in there having their photo taken... No, 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 no. They've got a poster up of missing people. In? Of missing people. Mm-hmm. And, and they've they got have photographs. their photos. Yes. Well, they must have gone in to have their photo taken. Well, why, didn't so they, a relative why didn't they may, grab them A then? relative may have had a photograph and given it <laughs> to the police. And they've oh, published dear. the photograph. It's taken four how times can for people me just to disappear? say that. How can people just disappear without yeah. trace? I'm going to try this again. Why, when they took their photos, uh, when they were in there, why didn't they keep them then rather than let them go missing? Gone. Why didn't they do that? Would have saved a lot of time. Listen, smart-ass, I, I understood you the first time. I think I've come down like a sh- But how can people just disappear without a trace? I said this the other day. If you try to... to dissolve into the world you'd eventually be found and you said to me no that's not right you said to me no that's right you go up to some wilderness up in the north of uh, uh, north america somewhere and you'd just live up there in a little stone hut with and go out fishing and i said well someone would eventually see you and they'd say where that's how you get caught you would melt into a bigger place you could not dissolve yourself if you couldn't go overseas and disappear, Don. Someone would eventually recognise you. Someone would eventually recognise you. Don't you think? Thoughts were running through my head that there could be a serial killer out there <laughs> knocking people off if they just com- disappear off the face of the earth. Right, OK. That's it. Um, that's it, Don. Well, you've, you've stumped me today. You have actually stumped me today, and we're winding this up. 